welcome to Moments in Time and Space, a microfiction podcast, bringing you tales of horror and suspense with your host, Aaron Miracle. Hello, everyone. How far would you go to get justice? That is not a question that most people can easily answer. However, there was one person that was willing to chase folklore that means even the slightest chance of getting what they have been denied. I stand before the tree. My gaze slowly travels up the gray, twisted trunk, and I get lost in the thick canopy of its leaves. Several strong limbs extend out over my head. Most of them are thicker than my legs, and hold steady against the breeze that whispers through its foliage. The area around the base of the tree is covered with thinning grass and damp earth. Beyond the shell of its canopy, there are bushes full of pink wild roses, and I can smell their sweet scent filling my nose. The color of the flowers is a harsh contrast to the green and browns I now stand among. My guts twist a little, and I feel a bit of nausea swirling around my stomach. It comes to the mix of discomfort where I find myself, and excitement that the legend may be true. For this is no ordinary tree that I've sought out. This is the hangman's tree. Everything here is as the elderly man described. I remember the day he befriended me. I was at a small cafe near the river, nursing a lukewarm cup of coffee, while tears escaped from my eyes. His voice was deep and rough, but had a hint of empathy in its tone when he spoke. What would make someone so young and full of life shed such tears? Most would not know how to answer such a question when asked by a stranger. How does one share the pain of injustice and deep personal hurt with a random person just being kind? I didn't offer him a reply, as I knew there was probably nothing I could say that he was genuinely interested in. More than likely, the man was just looking to go through the motions of being polite for his own satisfaction. Instead of leaving me to my tears and now cold drink, the gentleman carefully settled into a chair at my table. Through the salty wetness, I could see a kind elderly face bearing the lines of many years of wisdom. Wisps of snow-white hair lay close to his scalp and looked as if they were trying to hang on against some unseen force. His rumpled brown cotton suit hung loosely off a frame that was withered with age, but his posture still radiated a strong confidence. There was something about this elderly man that made me want to open up, to tell him the story that had been haunting me for months and why the pain I felt would not go away. With each word I spoke, I waited for the kindly gentleman to tell me to stop or leave my table, having realized he was in over his head. I was grateful that he never did. He sat there quietly, listening to my every word until I had finished. When my story was done, he spoke once more. What do you want? Again, another impossible question to answer in simple terms. Responses filled my head, and I weighed each one carefully. Some came from the logic of my brain, and some came from the pain in my heart. Others came from the emptiness of my soul that would never be full again. So many answers to choose from, but I somehow knew I could only give one. My tears stopped as I settled on a word that would be true to my heart, but not to my mind. I took a breath and uttered it with enough volume that only the man I would hear it. Justice. The elderly gentleman contemplated the word in silence, looking at me with dull blue eyes. I could feel his gaze slide past my skin and into my soul. The word I had uttered carried a sense of fairness and peace, but the tone I had used let slip my true intentions, and the old man knew. 
He slowly nodded. You can find justice at the foot of the hangman's tree. The things he told me next would have sounded like nothing more than a tale told of frightened children into behaving. Even I would have easily dismissed them as fables. But the commitment in the elderly voice assured me that all he said was true. I hung on his every word till he had finished. Then, the kindly old gentleman rose from my table and departed without a farewell. I was alone once again with my cold coffee and my sorrow. And that random meeting is what led me to seek out this tree, daring to put all my hope into something that might be nothing more than a myth. I focus on that hope as I fish something out of my pocket. My hand holds up a piece of paper folded in a small square, bound with simple twine. I turn it over once or twice as I think of the name that is written upon that paper in my troubled script. It's a name that will forever be burned into my memory. Jason Marcus Garcia. It is a name that brings ache to my heart and tears to my eyes. I can see the worn and harsh face of the man who changed my family's life forever. It is because of him that I now have one less brother and a mother who will never smile again. My brother was trying to do what was right when he crossed paths with Jason Marcus Garcia because he had a good heart. What began with a simple argument escalated to violence and ended with my brother dead on the floor of a bar whose name no one will remember. I kneel and begin to dig a small hole at the base of the tree. The soil feels damp between my fingers and I can feel it stick under my nails. I thought that the trial would have sent Jason Marcus Garcia to jail for the rest of his life, but that was not to be. A technicality that I didn't quite understand denied justice to my brother. Jason Marcus Garcia smiled at my family as he walked out of the courtroom. The unrepentant killer would roam free while my brother would never stir again. The hole I had dug was shallow, but would serve its purpose. I carefully lay the folded square of paper in the bottom of the hole. I run my finger over the surface of the paper square and could feel the outline of the silver dollar I had tucked inside. The elder gentleman explained to me that the hangman would seek payment for his services, and a coin or two would be sufficient. The silver dollar was easy to acquire, but the cigarette butt tucked next to it that was dropped by Jason Marcus Garcia had required a lot more effort. Tracking down where the killer worked took some time, and I assumed he would not remember my face. Still, I was careful not to be seen as I watched him take his lunch day after day. Seeing him laughing and enjoying himself fueled the rage inside of me. Each time the anger came close to breaking the surface, it would be washed away with sorrow as I thought of all the things my brother had been denied. Those days spent watching Jason Marcus Garcia were hard, but I was finally rewarded. One day, he tossed away a half-finished smoke at the end of his lunch. Retrieving it had been simple, and that was the last piece I needed for the hangman's tree. The old man told me that apart from payment, I needed something personal from the person I sought justice from. Something they had touched and left a lasting imprint on. The butt would do nicely. I gazed one last time at the small paper square at the bottom of the hole before I began to cover it with dirt. Once the hole is filled, I pat down the soil and smooth it out to hide that it had been disturbed. With that done, there was one last thing I had to do, and that was call upon the hangman. I chant the verse that the elderly man had taught me. The wards had called upon the hangman to come perform his service in exchange for the payment I had left, to come and give me justice that had been long denied me. When I finish, there's nothing but silence. I have no guarantee that the hangman will come. The tale the elderly man spun at the cafe could still just be that, a tale. All I had for now was hope and a dream. That dream would see the hangman creep into Jason Marcus Garcia's bedroom while he slept 
and slip a worn noose around his neck. It would be pulled taut by unseen hands, and Jason Marcus Garcia would wake. The killer would thrash and claw as he tried to see what was strangling him. No matter how hard he looked, Jason Marcus Garcia would see nothing. Panic would consume him as the breath was choked out of his body, and he would die alone. When he is found the next morning, no one would be able to explain what had happened to Jason Marcus Garcia or the rope marks burned into his neck. I would read about it in the papers, and only then would I know that my dream had become reality. I slowly rise and take one last look at the tall, twisted tree. For a moment, I think I can see long shadows on the ground cast by things hanging from the tree's thick limbs. The sounds of ropes creaking as they strain against their burdens fill the air, and I glance up into the tree. I see nothing. With a heavy sigh, I take my leave and walk away. Back to my home to wait for the news of the passing of a killer in the most gruesome way I can imagine. To read of his death will let me know that I have finally been given the justice I have been denied. Perhaps I will return to the cafe in hopes of seeing the elderly man once more. Give him a small nod and a smile to let him know my sorrow is gone. Maybe I'll come back to this place to utter a word of thanks to the unseen force that took my coin in exchange for its service without judgment or question at the foot of the hangman's tree. Do you know where to find the hangman's tree? Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can also follow me on Twitter at Moments in TAS. Feel free to recommend this podcast to others and help it grow. The opening and closing theme is Creepy Night by Daniel Carlton. Until next time, be safe, be smart, and be well. See you soon.